Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Grunt Style. Now, with all the news from NASCAR Touring, local and international series racing, here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. The NASCAR Pinty Series is a nest their busiest stretch north of the border, and the late models shine in the Hampton Heat. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast for Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. Kyle Rickey here in Killingly, Connecticut, joined by Hannah Newhouse in our Concord, North Carolina studios. And Hannah, before we get to talking about the racing of the week in the short track world. Well, I guess it's a short track racing. You've been busy at the Bristol Motor Speedway, one of the voices, one of the faces of a busy race weekend at BMS that started way back last Thursday with the Modifieds and the NASCAR Camping World Trucks. Yes, it was an awesome opportunity to get to hang out with everyone at Bristol Motor Speedway. They kept me busy, to say the least. Um, long days, but lots of great racing. When Saturday trickled around and Mother Nature was playing games, I was like, okay, I'm going to be hanging out here till Sunday. But fortunately, Mother Nature uh, came through, and we got that race in on Saturday night. And what a great race. Like, I always say, Bristol Night Race, since I was a little kid, was always like a bucket list race for me to go to. So to get the opportunity to go there, work with Colossus TV and all the great people at Bristol Motor Speedway, it was definitely a, a weekend to remember. But as you can tell, my voice has definitely taken the toll from working the last three days on, on Colossus TV. <laughs> One of the greatest races for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series that we've seen in quite some time at Bristol, but also a great race for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Ran the Bushes Beams 150 to kick off a busy race weekend last Thursday night. And to no one's surprise, I don't think anyway, Justin Bonsignor was the class of the field once again. Yeah, he was. And when I talked to him before the race, he said, you know, we're here. We didn't want to come into this race in points race. We really just wanted to come in, get a win at Bristol. It's one of the few tracks we haven't won at yet. And that's exactly what they did. You know, he I thought he was maybe playing games at the beginning of the race because on initial restarts, he would drop back four, five, six positions and then give him about 10, 15 laps. And he would shoot back towards the front of the the. Um, field again and I talked to his crew chief Ryan Stone and he's like hey we've just got a really good long run car and it's shown at Bristol we usually get long runs and I mean he made the right call and him and Stone set up a great car and found their way back into victory lane I mean you you would have thought that crew won their first race of the season when they all went into victory lane at Bristol when it was their sixth win of the season for Justin Bonsignor and that entire team let's talk about Chase Dowling for a moment for a fifth time in less than a year he finishes second, still looking to break through in the victory lane. Uh, second's nice, but you have to be—you have to think though that that second place probably getting a bit old. Yeah, he's got to be sick and tired of second place. Uh, they weren't sure how they were going to run really at Bristol. Chasey kind of told me that's not really one of my favorite racetracks. And so when they went there, they ran good. I mean, how many times ultimately can you finish second? before you're just so frustrated but there's still about five races left they revisit staffer they're going to oswego so he still has that opportunity to break through but man what a frustrating you almost can't get frustrated with second but what a frustrating season when you've been there so many times 
they got that 250 lap race coming up in a couple of weeks at New Hampshire Motor Speedway as well. And, of course, a final trip to the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park to wrap up the season. Behind uh, Bonsignor and Dowling were Patrick Emerling, Rob Summers, and Doug Coby, the top five. Bonsignor has a 62-point lead over Dowling, heading to, like you mentioned, the Oswego Speedway here in just over a week from now. Elsewhere over the weekend, the NASCAR Pinty Series back in action at Riverside International Raceway in Nova Scotia. LP Dumoulin, who will be on the show today, led 151 laps in the Bumper to Bumper 300, held off Cole Powell at the win to claim his third victory of the season. He now has a 19-point lead over Powell, heading to the series next race at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. We will hear from LP in a few minutes. But uh, coming up uh, next, Hannah, a driver that's tearing it up in the NASCAR late model world and Again, no one's surprised. Philip Morris, uh, the Division One NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series championship leader, winning uh, the second leg of the Virginia Triple Crown this past weekend, the Hampton Heat 200, which was rained out a couple of different times over the course of the last month, including last weekend. It was supposed to be a Saturday night race. Was run on uh, was run on Sunday. That did not stop Philip though from uh, a dominated run. Philip Morris is one of those drivers that when he shows up, you know that he's one of the top two guys to be, and it's been that way for most of his career. So to see Philip back on top, dominating after Lee Pulliam had kind of made the statement last year that he wasn't going to run for another NASCAR Wheel and All American Series national title, it really I don't feel like it's surprising to anyone to see him so dominant because he was successful last year. So for him to just be able to add on to that success this year running tracks like South Boston and Southern National, Myrtle Beach, um, Dominion. He gets everywhere, and he's so good at all of them. So um, no surprise to see him, but so cool for him to add that Hampton Heat victory to his resume that's already so stacked. His first Hampton Heat 200 win, he won or led wire to wire on Sunday afternoon, and he'll join us after the break when we come back here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Front Style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert Steve Letarte. Does your engine feel like it's down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. Back here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, shifting our attention now to NASCAR late model racing and a driver that had it all covered on Sunday afternoon in the Hampton Heat 200 at Langley Speedway. Talking about Philip Morris, who joins us now on the guest line, picking up his first win in that prestigious event. Philip, welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast, and congratulations on your first win in the Hampton Heat 200. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's uh one of my that's my first i think uh triple crown race that we've won so still celebrating even today you led wire to wire to hold off several challenges from guys like 
Peyton Sellers, Bobby McCarty, all while racing with a, a fairly new format to the event that allowed some changes during, or tire changes, that is, during scheduled breaks. How difficult was it for you guys to stay up front all day for 200 laps? Well, my crew chief made it easy on me because we had such a good car. You know, we, we've raced at Langley all year and uh, had come up with a pretty trick setup for that track and really honed in on it in the last couple of weeks. So uh, coming into that race, we really had a, a great advantage with having a car that would really roll to center uh, and not do too much damage to them coming off. But anybody, any of the guys out there that race on flat tracks, they know how bad it is and how hard it is to keep the right rear tire on there and how much damage you do, especially when you're racing guys. And I did have a, we had a lot of cautions there in that second half, the second 100. And so uh, everybody got a shot at us, but we were able to get away far enough to where I could roll, roll center and just get in the gas and take off straight. So it was an awesome day for me. Now, after that initial Hampton heat was rescheduled, of course, you guys were supposed to run on Saturday, got moved to Sunday with the rain, but all I could see on social media, and I wasn't there myself, was how hot it was and how grueling the conditions were. How, I mean, how physically tough was it to race in, in that heat? I mean, Hampton heat, I guess that's where it gets the name, right? Yeah, and it is. It is so hot, Hannah. You wouldn't believe. I mean, I bet I have to train every day. I'm 53, and um, and I'm racing against guys that are still in school. And, um, you know, they got better stamina, and they, it just comes natural at that age. But for me, I, I'm in the gym every day um, running six six miles on the elliptical and really working out hard and trying to uh, get used to the heat. Uh, I sweat a lot. And, um, and so I was really ready for that race. And ha- they rained that race out. Um, several weeks ago uh it's probably a good thing for me because we really hadn't got honed in on our setup until the last twin night that they had which was a week and a half before this race and man we sure we sure came up on some really good setup stuff and my crew chief Forrest Reynolds he he's um he's way beyond he's only 30 but he's way beyond his years and being able to watch a car and see what it's doing so uh the heat was tough but I had a crew chief that really had a car working good for me so I was able to hit my marks pretty easy all day you're now tied with Peyton Sellers atop the Virginia Triple Crown Championship standings after two events. Of course, Peyton won at South Boston earlier this summer. The third round comes up next month at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. Talk about how important these three races are to, to late model racing and, and even how important it would be and, and special it would be to win that championship that, that brings these three events together every year. There's a lot of attention placed on this particular race coming up at Martinsville. You know, it's uh, young guys showcasing their talent for the, you know, for the, the bigger teams that are out there that are, you know, they're looking to move up and they graduate from this class. Uh, thank God NASCAR gives us the Wheel and All-American Series for guys like me who um, really want to uh, race on Saturday nights and still be involved in racing. And um, But really this race is so important because there's so, so much attention put, put on it. And um, not that I'm trying to move up the ladder, but um, I think it kind of puts you in perspective of where you are in being competitive um so i feel like that it's a lot of um a lot of focus on this with all teams that go and you know as well as i do there's going to be 100 cars or 120 cars at that race this this time and um so it's going to be awful tough but i feel like that's kind of my track you know i've been racing there since 97 and uh got a real feel for that track and you know if something doesn't break on the car uh i think we're we're, we're one of the teams that's favored and that Valley Star Credit Union 300 is definitely uh, 
an incredible race. I've gone the last two years now, and to see all the late model stocks there and, and how hard and competitive the racing is, it's definitely one of those races that if someone hasn't gone yet, you need to put that on your list. But if we look you know, away from um, Martinsville that's coming up, you guys have had success at tracks like Southern National, Dominion, Langley, Myrtle Beach. Um, we see a lot of drivers that only have success, you know, maybe at a home track or maybe two tracks tops. How have you guys been able to create such a good setup book at all of these different tracks and find that success? Hannah, it's just working your butt off and just being willing to launch out because anymore, if you're going to, you're going to buy for a national championship, you, you know, it's hard to do it at just one track and you've got to be able to compete at every place you can, every weekend you can, every time there's a twin race and you hear about it, you need to be able to put your put your um truck on the road and get going to it and and we did I and mean, we started this last year and I, I took the last time we won a national was in 2011 and um i kind of took off for a while and it's taken me a long time to get back to this point and you know last year was our building year and that was just going out everywhere and racing everywhere and trying to build a notebook and a setup for every track and it's starting to pay off this year where we're really starting to um hone in on setups and really starting to learn the tires you know it's just really tough and um, so uh, I think that's what you have to do now. You just have to be able to go on bank tracks, flat tracks. If you want to win a national, you got to be good everywhere. You're looking for your fifth national title this season. You've led a majority of the year, of course. So I think seven wins at Langley, a bunch of wins at South Boston. You're the championship point leader there. Hannah mentioned a couple of the other tracks a moment ago. You have all these modified guys, second through fifth, lined up, and they're trying to catch you, but, man, they're having a tough time. How often and at what point of the year do you really start to analyze those points and, and maybe begin to change your strategy for the second half of the summer at trying to get that national championship? We really start focusing on it before the season starts so that you start mapping out your year where you can find out where you can get two races instead of one, where you can get twin, twin races here and maybe another race on Saturday night, run a Friday and a Saturday or, and a Sunday. Uh, so it starts out before the year begins, and then after you map that, um, map your uh, schedule out, and then you start looking every weekend. You already know what you need to do, what the maximum points you can get for each race. You start, you know, begging competitors to come with you, um, selling the racetrack that you're going to. Um, just you do everything you can to get everything that you need to get the points every weekend. And as you can see, I mean, we've worked really hard for this thing, and still it's close. And um, and it's because guys are doing the same thing I'm doing. They're racing against as many cars as they can. They're starting at the rear of the field to get the bonus three points. And uh, it makes it for a long, tough year. But uh, I'm just honored to be be able to be competitive in the thing because it's gotten tougher than it was, say, in 06 when we first started winning nationals. And we watched uh, a similar situation last year between Lee Pulliam and Trevor Huddleston. Both that points championship came down to the wire as they were mapping out how to race on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it was an intense battle. But speaking of which, if you get this fifth national championship, that'll add you to the record book, tying up Lee Pulliam as all-time NASCAR Wheel and American National Series points championships. Um, how does that make you feel to be able to, you know, you're in that record book with someone who you also see as like a friend and a competitor, Lee Pulliam? Oh, it, it puts you in great company because that kid is uh, is tough beyond his years as well. And he's taking a year off here, and I know what that's like. I mean, it's tough. You have to sometimes you got to do what the what the books say you got to do, and um, you got to work some, and then you get to race some. And I think that's where he's at. He's just building his program up again. He's going to be back there again. Him and I both are racing against Larry Phillips, who has five champ national championships, and 
Um, and we're him and I both have four. We're both trying to get to the fifth and maybe surpass, but it's so hard nowadays. I mean, you'd have to be arrogant to think that you could just start the year off and, you know, think you've got it sewed up. I mean, because it's tough guys like Keith Rocco and um, just so many other guys, the Modifieds, late model asphalt guys. I'm racing against guys all the way to California, and all those all those guys work as hard and, and try as hard as I do. In pretty good position now as we head into the final month of the, the point season for the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series. Philip Moore is wrapping up with him here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Philip, congratulations again on the win, the Hampton Heat 200 over the weekend, and uh, best of luck to you in your run for yet another national championship here the next couple weeks. Thanks, guys, for having me on, and I hope like heck I can be talking to you again here pretty soon in about five weeks. That sounds like a plan. That's all uh, that's left in the regular season for the NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series. And, of course, uh, he's also looking for that Valley Star Credit Union 300 trophy here next month at the Martinsville Speedway, a race that will be heard here on the Motor Racing Network. Coming up, we go north of the border in the NASCAR Pinty's Championship leader and most recent winner, L.P. Dumoulin, will join us after the break. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcast elevates your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. Back here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, you know the NASCAR Pinty Series provides excitement whenever they hit the racetrack up in Canada. And later this year, the first time here in the United States at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, they were on track this past weekend in the Bumper to Bumper 300 at Riverside International Raceway in Nova Scotia. And it was L.P. Dumoulin scoring the race win. He joins us now on the guest line. L.P., welcome back to the show, and congratulations on the win at Riverside over the weekend. Hey, thank you all. We had a great race. Rain, though, affected much of the race weekend for you guys. Practice and qualifying, I don't think much of that really ever happened. Uh, how much did that affect you guys heading into to Sunday's 300-lap event? Well, I mean, we, uh, I mean, the, the whole team was working really hard to, to make sure we adjust to the different time that we're going to be racing because obviously we were supposed to race at night on a Saturday, and the track is different, uh, especially after a big rained out like we had. Uh, the track was really green on the Sunday, and uh, the whole team did adjust the car perfectly for me so that WeatherTech Benmar car could be uh, competitive during the whole race and being there at the end very strong. So uh, we... As you said, we really had to adjust and make uh, you know the best out of it. And actually, we got out of there with a win, so we're super happy about it. 
and it was 300 scheduled laps around Riverside. And the name of the race, the Bumper to Bumper 300. And from what I understand, uh, that race held pretty true to its name with a lot of rough, tough racing action. Talk me through some of the action that happened throughout that race. <laughs> yeah, well, you got that right. I mean, uh, it's been in the past years uh, a race that we had a lot of action, and the same thing happened uh, uh, this year. I mean, uh, from my point of view, though, uh, it was pretty clean. You know, we started from the front because of the rain, actually, so there was no qualification. We started with points. I was uh, leading the championship. And um, we started from the front and had a pretty clean first part of the race. Uh, we had a really good strategy. My guys did a great job on the, on the making sure that we put the tires at the right time. So we've wait, and the car was still really fast on old tires. So uh, as we were running, uh, you know, third, fourth, and fifth at one point, uh, yeah, there was some bumper uh, rubbing, but not that too not, not too bad at that spot. Uh, but I've heard that behind uh, there was a lot of uh, action as well. So um, at the end of the race, you know, we put the tires with 75 laps to go, and then we had a really, really good car, and I took off, and we created gaps big enough in between me and Cole Powell that uh, we were capable of uh, uh, getting the win there. Of course, Cole Powell, the driver that you are running for the championship with. He is second in the championship standings, a handful of points behind you. Let's talk about your season, uh, winless in 2015, winless in 2016, winless a year ago, and now already three wins here this season, uh, just past the halfway mark. What has clicked this year? Or, or better question, uh, what wasn't clicking for you the last three years in the NASCAR Pinty Series? Yeah, it probably was a curse of the championship in 2014. But uh, no, the, the the truth there is uh, we've been with WeatherTech for seven seasons. Now, that's the seventh season we've been together. And in the past, you know, before 2015, we always dealt with other teams that were prepping the cars for us. And I was showing up, you know, with my suit helmet, you know, and stuff and just uh, getting in the car. And then, uh, but uh, we decided two years, well, that's the third year now, we decided to start our own team. And then, uh, you know how it is when you start your, uh, your, your own team with your own material, you really have to, uh, you know, get the right equipment, get the right people to work on the cars. You get, it, it, it's really hard to start a team from scratch when you fight against teams that have been there for 25 years plus, you know. So I'm super proud of my guys because the past two years we finished in the top five in the championship and we've got a ton of uh, – ton of top five ton of podiums during those two years but yes no uh no wins so that uh, that was missing but i think over the winter we had the time to now uh spend more on the um performance side of it instead of trying to build a team you know and buy some equipment and get the right personal and get the right people so uh we and we've reached out to some really good guys like uh, Mario Gosman and then uh, McCall and then a couple of other guys that you know I've worked with in the past. So we did our own work on the performance side of it. We did some nice testing and it's paying off right now big time with my team and I'm super proud of those guys and girls and I'm telling you we're not done. And with that other win that you added this past weekend at Riverside, do you? feel like you can breathe a little bit easier knowing you've got that couple wins to help pad that points against Cole Powell or are you guys still you know head down digging as hard as you can to further that gap well as you said I mean it's uh, it could be a, it could be uh, a, a situation right now that I would try to breathe and think that everything is uh, you know more under control but that's not the way I'm looking at it I'm having so much fun right now going to the racetrack and knowing that we have equipment to win 
that uh, I'm, you know, like, uh, and as you, as we said earlier, it's been so hard to build that team. So we have the equipment to win. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thirsty. I want, I want more. And then I want to, every weekend I want to be up front and fight for the win. So anyways, am I going to be taking big risks? Of course, no, but uh, it's not time to, uh, it's not time to give up and just uh, sit down and look at the show because it's super competitive in the, in the NASCAR series and the, we got great drivers, great teams that you know compete against us, and we got to be showing up every weekend with a car and a driver that can win the race. And then we will have to take the right decision at the right moment, so we of course finish the race. And that uh, uh, we still have four to go, and it's it's, it's still a, a lot of a lot of um, traveling and preparation. So at this point, I don't really want to think too much about championship. I just want to go racing and uh, uh, and have fun with my uh, my team and make sure we show up strong. Four to go and a gap of 19 points between yourself and Cole Powell in second. The next stop on the NASCAR Pinty Series this weekend at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. I cannot wait to get there. I know Hannah will be there this weekend as well as part of the Motor Racing Network crew as we'll broadcast the truck race, but we're also going to uh, be uh, have our eyes on the NASCAR Pinty Series race prior to that. You have to be excited about getting back to Canadian Tire Motorsports Park this weekend after picking up the win there back in May to open up the season for you guys. I love that track. It's actually one of the tracks I've learned to drive on when I was a kid. And uh, it's my style. I mean, it's very fast. It's a track that you need a lot, a lot of momentum and you need to carry a lot of speed in the corners. And it's, uh, it's uh, we won there uh, maybe, three, I think, three times now in NASCAR uh, Canadian Series. So it's, uh, it's of, of course, a track that I love. Uh, it's the home track for my uh, sponsor, WeatherTech, up in Canada. It's uh, you know we we just signed before Toronto weekend. We've signed another three-year contract after this season, so uh, it's just a win-win deal in between uh, WeatherTech and myself. So I want to give it back to those guys big time this season. If I could win that race, that'd be awesome. And um, again, I mean, I think it's going to be a great show, as you said. Uh, the fans gonna love it because uh, we got the Truck Series at the same time as the Canadian NASCAR Series at uh, the Pinty Series. So. Uh, they will have a beautiful weekend with a lot of action, that's for sure. Definitely looking forward to getting up there this weekend. I have never been to Canada, nor have I been to that racetrack, so I'm looking forward to seeing the Pinty Series race for the first time as well. But looking a little bit further ahead on the schedule, like Kyle mentioned earlier, um, the Pinty Series is coming on American soil for the first time, coming down to New Hampshire Motor Speedway in just a few weeks. How do you guys prepare for something like that when this is a track that the Pinty Series hasn't been to? Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a way different type of track. Uh, it's gonna be you know first time for all of us. I mean, a couple of drivers have been there in other series, you know, and in late model stuff. But uh, for us, it's gonna be the first time going to uh, Loudon, and we're super excited about it. We've met uh, the organizer and the, the people that uh, is in charge of the track there. They were at the Three Rivers Grand Prix uh, last week uh, with us, and uh, just great guys in there. I think everybody's really excited to, to meet at, uh, at Loudon uh, UM Shear Speedway, and we uh, we have to prepare well. We have to take some do some homework again. As I told you before, I mean we've been uh, been dealing with people that uh, raced there a ton before, like Mario Goslin, and then uh, uh, we talk a lot, and we have a we have a plan on what we're going to do setup wise and how we're going to do it. But of course, I think we're, we're for sure going to have some uh, curveball at one point because it's the first time we're there, but. Uh, uh, we're doing our own work and trying to get uh, all the information as possible to uh, to make it perfect for uh, our first time there. And 
be a great race next month at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the first ever oh, yeah. stop in America for the NASCAR Pinty Series. And, of course, you'll be there with the NASCAR uh, Canaan Pro Series East, the Wheel and Modified Tour. going to be a great day of racing at, in the Granite State. But uh, first, we'll get to Canada this weekend and to the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park LP. Look forward to seeing you up there. And, again, congratulations on the win at Riverside this past weekend. Hey, thank you all. And one more thing I can tell you, there's a lot of people from Canada that already go to Loudoun. It's easy for us to go down there. You know, it's a track that a lot of Canadians already go to the, for, to see the American Series. So uh, I can tell you there's a lot of pe people coming down to see that weekend. It should be uh, awesome for everybody. Been going to that racetrack since 1992, and they have played the Canadian National Anthem every race weekend there in New Hampshire. And it'll mean a little bit more in a couple of weeks, LP Dumoulin joining us here on the show, the NASCAR Pinty Series championship leader. Of course, they will be in conjunction with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series this weekend at Bowmanville, Ontario. Both Hannah and I will be there to bring you all the action on Sunday, along with the rest of the Motor Racing Network team at 2 p.m. Eastern time for the trucks. Coming up, we'll wrap up this edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast and talk a driver, talk about a driver that picked up his ninth track championship this past weekend. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong. Bring clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style. And this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. MRN's Throwback Thursday, the greatest races in NASCAR history. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding. Pearson is still running. As they come to the stripe, the winner is car number 21. They spin. They go into the outside wall. Earnhardt hits the wall. Rudd hits the wall. And scooting through is Jeff Bodine. And he is going to win the Holly Farms 400 here this afternoon. Thursdays at 1 on MRN.com. On demand on iTunes and Google Play. Throwback Thursday on MRN.com. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. For over 60 years, STP has been helping engines run better, longer. STP, inside every great machine. Of course, getting ready for STP Race Week here on the Motor Racing Network as we prepare for STP Race Week, leading into the Bojangles Southern 500 in just over a week's time at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. But first, wrapping up this edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast, and, well, like every year, Bowman Gray Stadium wrapped up their season, becoming the first NASCAR track to conclude their season because, well, they have to give way to football there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Congratulations to this year's champions, Kevin Neal and the sportsmen, Spencer Martin in the street stocks, Wesley Thompson in the stadium stocks, and... Burt Myers picked up his ninth modified championship at the stadium. Uh, it was another night, Hannah, that saw action on and off the racetrack. Uh, have you yet been able to take in a night at the Madhouse being from North Carolina now? I haven't gotten the chance to like get the full experience. I went there twice last year, I yeah. think, and uh, it rained out both times and so I haven't gotten the chance to make it back up there it's been a pretty full schedule for me but I've seen the videos I've gotten to at least experience the racetrack and see it so um next season who I'm I'm going to take a weekend off and just make sure I go to Bowman Gray 
funny story, I lived in Charlotte for 10 years. We went to Bowman Gray Stadium five or six times, and probably four of those times it rains, yeah. where all I really saw was warm-ups. I was bummed. So, uh, yeah, a lot of that. Uh, every Saturday evening, it seemed like. Um, also in the news, Hannah, uh, this week, uh, Phoenix International Raceway, or now Phoenix Raceway in Arizona. Talk about the return of the Copper Classic and the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series maybe returning to Phoenix. You've raced there as a driver in that series. How important is that racetrack to that schedule, and how big would it be if it were to return next January? I saw that announcement as well, and it actually, like, as, as funny as it sounds, it made me get really giddy and excited because Phoenix, to this day, is by far my favorite racetrack that I've ever ran on. We got to run alongside the Cup Series. It's just such a staple for West Coast racing because it's one of the few big racetracks we really have left that's recognized on a national division and somewhere that us as the k and Pro Series was able to go and race on that stage. And not only that, it was such a great time. It's a mile racetrack. It gives a lot of these younger drivers an experience like I myself I got I was 16 I think when I first ran Phoenix and uh, I mean we had a great time so for the K&N Pro Series to get to make a return back to Phoenix would be absolutely incredible and you, you can guarantee I'll be out there for it. It's kind of the showcase racetrack in the west much like Bristol and New Hampshire is out here for the East Drivers. Both series come together this weekend though at Gateway Motorsports Park. Of course, Tyler Ankrum, the championship point leader over uh, Tyler Dipple by 45 points in the east. A little closer in the west with Derek Thorne and Ryan Partridge, 18 points. That should be an interesting race this weekend as well, Hannah, because none of the drivers have much experience at Gateway Motorsports Park. Yeah, but we've proven before a lot of these young drivers that have gone to places like Iowa where many of them haven't seen. It doesn't seem to be affecting a lot of these young up-and-coming drivers, including Tyler Ankrum and Tyler Dipple. Neither of them had seen Iowa, and Tyler Ingram found his way back into victory lane. So I think it's going to come down to, once again, the DGR boys and the Sunrise Ford boys on the uh, East and West as they go to Gateway this weekend. going to be fun uh, as the East and the West come together for the final time here this season at Gateway Motorsports Park this weekend. Hannah, it was a fun, another quick show. We'll, we'll do it again next week. I will be here. I'll see you this weekend in Canada. <laughs> oh, that's right. North of the border. We I know. Got you can't get rid of me yet. Racing. And Camping World Truck Series action this weekend. I want to thank Philip Morris and LP Dumoulin for joining us on the show. For Craig Moore, Brian Yesowich, and Hannah, I'm Kyle Rickey. Coast to Coast week. has been brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on demand at MRN.com, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.